So we're holding by Shmuel Bey's Perak Yudalid Pasuk Dalid, the learning tonight should be as Chosili Nishmas of Echiel Mechel Ben Asher and Yicheskel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, as well as Chos for Fushlema from Moshe Ben Miriam. So we learned previously that Avshalom, after the assassination of Amnon, runs to live with his grandfather Talmai. David eventually is comforted over the loss of Amnon and now is yearning to be reunited with Avshalom, but does not take action to bring about that that uh, reconciliation. So Yoyov takes it upon himself, and he utilizes the services of a woman from Tekoya, a very smart woman, who is going to come up with a story that is going to cause David to realize that he should reconcile with Avshalom. Now, the problem is that the Mepharshim ask on the last Pasuk is that Yoyav utilizes a smart woman, but the Pasuk says, that Yoyav told her exactly what to say. So, if Yoyav is telling her what to say, who does, why does it matter who you use? Yoyav already gave you the script, so just follow the script. Why do you need to use an especially smart woman from Tekoya for this? You could use any woman. So, the Redak says that Yoyav could only tell the woman how to present her issue. But Yoav cannot predict how David would respond. You need a smart woman who could either deflect, if David gives a response, not good, or could lead David uh, during the course of a discussion towards the uh, 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 desired outcome, right? So again, there's going to be a little bit of a back and forth. Yoav can't write David's script, so therefore he needs a smart woman who could think on the fly and come up with a, a, a good way of leading David towards recognizing that he should forgive Avshalom. Furthermore, if she fails her assignment, not only is she going to be in trouble, but Yoyev's going to be in trouble because now he, he's the one behind it. So therefore, he needs a smart woman that not only is not going to mess up, but also is not going to implicate him in any way in the scheme. So Pasuk Dalit, Vataymer Yisha, so now the woman starts. So Vataymer Yisha, so the woman says, Yisha she says, to the king, this Tekayan woman, and as she's speaking, she falls face down on the ground and bows down to David, and she says, save me king, like she doesn't even know where to start, she's so tzavrachna that she just says, I need help, I don't even know where to start, I don't know how to describe my situation, I don't know how to get out of it king, I just need your help. Radak asks why the Pasuk repeats the word, it says in the beginning that, and then at the end it says again, what she says. So the uh, first Radak brings down that some learn that the first Vatoymer is that it doesn't mean that she spoke, but rather that she approached, because it doesn't say anywhere that Vatavayel Melech. So that's one way of learning. But then the Radak brings down in the name of his father that Vatoymer Isha first, she didn't speak to the king, but rather she spoke to the king's guards. In other words, she approached the gate where the king's guards would decide who could enter to see the king. And they didn't want to let her in. They tried to refuse entry to her. So she said, I need to see the king. And they said, not only does the king have a long line, but he's not going to be able to help you. So they, and they tried to frighten her uh, away. Uh, finally, she succeeds, again, using her chachma, she succeeds in getting her way into see David. And finally, in, at the end of the Pasuk, is referring to when she actually sees David. So at that time, she's so afraid and so... Um, P- she has PTSD from the experience with the guards that she just uh, says, Hashia Melech, like she can't even describe it anymore because of what she had to get through just to get in to see David. Yabarbanel brings two other pshatim. First, he quotes from the Aphid that she spoke to David both times. First, she greeted David with the titles and the honorable way of greeting a king. And the second one is she started actually Vatoymer. Secondly, she asked her request. The Yabarbanel then brings his own pshat that the first 
part of the Pasuk is going back on Pasuk Gimel, right? It says that Vayasim Yoav Sadvarim Befiyad Yoav told her what to speak. Vatoymer Isha Tekaisal Amelech. It's saying, and she told over exactly what Yoav told her to say. The second Vatoymer is actually telling us what she said. So the, the, it's not a repeat. The first part of the Pasuk is going back on Pasuk Gimel to tell us that what we see her saying is exactly what Yoav instructed her to say. Basically, she's following the script. Now, her story is going to be that. One, that she's an Almana, and one of her sons killed his brother, killed her other son, and now the other family members want to go and exact their revenge on her remaining living son. That's going to be her story. So the Abarmanel says, Hoshia HaMelech here is her asking the king, I need you. Why you? If I'm going to go to Bezdin, Bezdin is just going to judge him on the facts and circumstances. He's a murderer. I need the Mishpat HaMelech who's going to take into account my feelings. I can't be left childless. I don't have a husband to give me other sons. So I need the Mishpat HaMelech. You're the only one king that can help me. That's Pshad HaShia HaMelech. Others say her son was not Chayav Misa based on the story. There weren't Edim. And it wasn't Hasra, but the woman wanted the king to save her son from Gael Adam, from any uh, family members who might uh, try to avenge the uh, killing of the other brother, despite the fact, uh, outside of best and outside of maybe uh, uh, legal uh, methods of judgment, just that she needs protection for her son and that the king is the only one that can ensure the real protection of her son. So Posak, hey... But actually, no, I do want to mention on the Micha Kitana first before we go further. Micha Kitana actually says that her bowing down on the ground with her face is actually part of the plan. Because she said, I have to make sure the king doesn't, obviously doesn't recognize her, but I have to make sure the king doesn't recognize the fact that I have only been neglecting myself for a little while. A real woman who was in mourning is, might not look like I look. Because you have told me to dress the part and not to anoint myself. But at the end of the day, I was well-fed and I was anointing myself for a long time. David may not recognize the fact that I'm really who I say I am. So she bows down on the ground so that David can't look at her real appearance. And in that way, you know, his just first quick impression of her might be that she is who she says she is. So Pasuk, hey, Vayoymelo HaMelech, Maloch. So she's, the king says to her, what's the, what's your, what problem do you have? But Taimer, and she says, Avol, in truth, Ishalmonani, I am a widow. Vayamas Oni, I am. Vayamas Ishi, and my husband has died. Obviously, if she's an Amana, her husband dies. So Zakta Mitsudis, she's saying that the reason why I'm in my current situation is because Vayamas Ishi, right? Her, again, her story is going to be that one son killed the other son and the fam- family members want to take revenge. That's only happening. All this is coming about because Vayamas Ishi, because my husband isn't here basically to take control of things. The Radak says a little differently. The Radak says that Isha Mano'ani means I lost my husband. Vayamas Ishi means now if I lose my remaining son, I'm going to feel like I lost uh, my husband all over again, meaning I'm going to relive the whole tragedy that I went through of dealing with losing my husband the first time, it's going to be a repeat if I now lose my remaining son. Kliyakar says a beautiful shot on this. He says, David Esther, Malach, what's with you? Meaning, why you, you have two contradictory things going on here. You look like, on the one hand, you've been mourning for a very long time. But on the other hand, you're wearing 
um, you're wearing ripped clothing and you're and you're and you're de 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 denying yourself pleasures, which means that you're currently mourning. It doesn't make sense. If whoever it is that you're mourning for died a long time ago, you shouldn't currently be mourning. You should be moving on. And if you are currently in mourning, then why do you look like you've been mourning for such a long time? To which she answered, I really have two tragedies. Number one, I'm Manani. I'm an Amman, I lost my first husband. And more recently, the Yamas Ishi, I lost my second husband. So she's referring to actually two husbands, two tragedies that she lost in response to David's question of why do you look like you've been mourning for a long time and mourning a fresh tragedy.